welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, a podcast about living the life you want, living the life you love. And today I'm so excited to have my friend Christy Alverson here with me. Hi, Christy. Hello. Thanks. This is going to be fun. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, people, Christy uh, was during my Super Coach Academy certification, she was taking care of the whole thing. <laughs> she was like the girl taking care of everything, the woman. So she works closely with Michael and she was her, I think you were his apprentice at one point, right? Yep, I was. And so she's a coach also. And uh, we always love to chat with Christy. So Christy, you want to just tell them a little bit what you do right now? And then I'm going to get into the thickest things of what I want to chat with you about. Sure. So this is the thin of things. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, what's unique about the way I live is I live in, a, in a, an RV, an Airstream trailer. And I travel. And not only that, but I normally have no idea where I'm going to live next. And um, you, you caught me at a really unique time because I just got to my mom's house in Florida and I know for sure I'm going to stay here about a month, which is like so rare. Because um, normally the way I live, I, I don't really plan where I'm going next most of the time. So you can literally ask me, where are you going to be on Tuesday? I'm like, I have no idea. And, and things just show up. I rarely research where I'm going. It's, it's usually just something comes up or someone tells me about something or I'm just drawn somewhere and then I'll go there and I live there until it feels nice to go live somewhere else and most of the time it's out in nature but sometimes it's people's driveways or friends backyards or farms but um but yeah and I live a really normal life other than that like you know I have my own business you know I I enjoy doing activities biking uh hiking being with picture friends, taking. picture taking. I love picture taking. I, yeah. most of the stuff has to do with nature, but other than the fact that I'm, seems like I'm constantly roaming around right now, North America, but it was the world at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like other than that, my life feels pretty, pretty normal, but that's the one kind of unique part. Yeah. And you're, and you coach, right? Yep. You have that. Uh, so yeah. that's why the, the business, you can do what you want, where you want. Yeah, it goes everywhere with me. Like, again, you know, in the previous few years, I spent a lot of time out of my trailer and with a backpack and, you know, flying to different countries. And again, just, I always made sure usually about three days a week, I would make sure I had really good internet wherever I happened to be. And that's when I'd work. And then the rest of the time, it really didn't matter. But yeah, just as long as I have an internet connection, I can work from anywhere in the world. Yeah, we live in such a fantastic time. And like, this is like, I mean, I'm looking, I, I look at that, the pandemic, you know, like even this morning, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the past week or so, I haven't been doing anything, you know, and I can hear the thinking show up going, you should be doing something. You like, come on, work, get in front of the computer. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't feel like it. And, you know, but other times I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm driven to, oh, I need to write or, oh, I got this post or I, I need to, to write this course or something, you know? Yeah. And in the past couple week, I've been like, nah, <laughs> I've just been binge watching TV shows and I'm, and I'm just like amazed that I can do that. You know what I mean? And 
and if I want to talk with somebody that's in Florida, I can do it, you know, and I'm, I've been, you know, I'm talking with people in California, I talk with Georgia and London, you know, I was talking with Nikon in, in Bangkok, you know, so it's like, it's, I think we live in such a perfect time. I think this is my time. This is why I was here. <laughs> I'm right here, you know? Yeah. And I, I love to have these conversations because I remember a time where that's not how I was living. You know, I remember a time where it was like, oh, this is difficult. And oh, this is my a pain in my ass. And, uh, you know, like how everything every day was just bringing me to a, a space of turmoil or a space of anger, you know, and I, I don't remember when the switch happened, but there was, and I'm sure it was gradual. I don't think it was like one day I woke up, oh, life is great. You know, I don't think that's how I did it. <laughs> but I remember, I remember that in, you know, in the, in 2000, I had this epiphany where I was like, no, I cannot have been placed on this earth to be angry all the time or to be upset all the time and to be a bitch, honestly, all the time. And so I, I took myself away from a situation and thinking it was the situation, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, it's because of this. So I'm going to take myself away. I'm going to pull away from there and then I'll be fine. And then I placed myself in another situation and, and I became the same. And I kind of like went, wait, there are two different industries, two different areas of the world, <laughs> like different people, totally different people. Yet I'm at the same thing. Like, so I kind of like went, well, what's the predominant factor, you know, in both situations? And to my horror, the predominant factor was me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and so I kind of started looking at, at, at it, you know, I kind of started looking at, okay, well, it's me, you know, and I started looking at, okay, well, how could I be different? How could I just see? And, and it brought me to here. And I love your story because um, you, you put a post not long ago. Uh, I think it was this week, actually, that I saw it go through where you were like, I may look like I'm having fun, but it was freaking hard. And yeah, there was hard parts for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I usually don't talk about the, the hard parts. And yeah. I'm kind of the same where I, you know, becoming self-employed was like the thing for me. Like it was like, I don't want a boss. I need to be self-employed. Bosses just are, I can't do it. I can't be an employee, you know? But I mean, it's been 19 years and I, I think I stopped saying, okay, I need to go get a job. <laughs> like lately, it's like, it's recent that I've stopped saying, okay, screw this. I'm going to get a job, you know? I think every year I would say it. And that's what I heard in your post where you were like, oh man, forget this. I, I, I can't do this anymore. So can you talk about 
that aspect of it, like that aspect of you wanting to just give up on, on this new life that you're creating? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So nothing against Texas. Yeah. But the big breakdown happened in Texas. And it continued through the journey west, like into New Mexico. Not that I'm blaming states. But I just remember where I was when I was in such a low place. And um, so backstory, I, I lived a, a really normal life with a, a house and a yard and a garden and a, and a job that I went to and like and a normal person would go to and lived the normal life. And then in November, it was November 30th of 2017 was the day I drove away. I in a matter of about three or four months time, I sold my house I, and I retired from my job as a firefighter. And I sold pretty much everything I owned that didn't fit into my truck or trailer. And then that day, November 30th, it was right around two or three in the afternoon. I just remember it being the afternoon. I, I, you know, put the last thing in my trailer. My house was sold. I locked the door and hid the key for the new owner and got in my truck. And I remember that feeling of driving away and thinking, wow, what, like it almost felt like I was going on vacation or holiday, <laughs> but I knew I wasn't. I'm like, no, this is life now. And it was so new and fresh and I was so excited and I had so much fun. And so that was the end of November. And then January, like between that time, I putzed around the east side of the US and visited family and friends. And then January 1st of 18, I was visiting my mom right where I am now in Northern Florida. And that was the day I called I, I, I call it when I hit open water. Like there was no family and friends to visit. There was no plan. It, it was my true journey was beginning. And I just drove West. I got on Interstate 10 in the Southern US out of Florida and headed towards West, Texas is where I ended up. And that first day, because I lived in the Southeast all my life and I didn't care about, no offense to like Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana, but I didn't really want to stop there but I hadn't spent much time in Texas. So I beelined it for Texas and then hung out in Texas for several months. And the new and fresh wear off where I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the life of my dreams. And then somewhere around February, March, like it started hitting like loneliness, like I can't describe, you know, cause I'm, I'm with people that I just met, but I left all my friends, I left my family. I left my job, which I had for 14 years, which was my family. And I just got so lonely. And my house was sold. The, the job I had, you can't just go back. I was an officer in the fire department. And when you quit, if you go back, you like start at the bottom, like the grunt. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going back to that. Like everything was gone. And I remember thinking, I've just made the biggest mistake of my life. Like I had a really good life. Like everybody thought I was nuts because my life was really set. Like financially, I was great. I had the house, I had the job, I had great friends. There was no reason to leave other than there was something inside me that said, go travel. And so when I was in Texas, so lonely, so full of regret, I just remember thinking like, if there was that button, like Staples easy button, where I could have just like tapped out and then miraculously at like, I would have been like bewitched and wiggle my nose and I would have sat like nothing changed. Your job's back, your house is back. Everything's the same. I would have done it in a heartbeat, but there was no easy button. It was all gone. Like 
in my mind, like that was impossible. There was nothing to go back to. And that was kind of made up too, but that's what I, in my head, I was like, I can't go back. What am I going to go back to? There's, it's all gone. And so I just lived in this really lost space and it lasted a good several months. And I reached out for help. I reached out to friends. Like we, I, I was in my first round of super coach at the time in 2018. And, and I reached out to people there, our mentor coaches, and just was like, help. And nothing helped. Like I couldn't snap out of it. And it flashed on and off for over a year. Like I'd be fine and life is wonderful. And then I hit it again. And it wasn't until like March of um, 19, somewhere in there, I just had, I called a poof. Like I suddenly saw life different. And, and I, I've never been lonely like that again. And it's hard for me to fathom ever being lonely like that again, like ever being in a space like that. And so that blog that you read, like all the hard times that I was speaking of, like that was all in the first year, year and a half. And in that time, yeah, there's been a little bit of hard times here and there, but nothing like that period of time. And, but what was interesting is I spent so much time by myself that I just kept seeing things about life, like sitting on a rock in the desert and just like having an epiphany, epiphany I was not looking for. And like those things kept happening little by little, just out in nature by myself. And then, like I said, in March of 19, I had kind of a bigger aha and it, it melted away to a point I can't imagine ever feeling like that again. And the best I can describe is like, I can't even describe what I saw and what changed, but I can say it's almost like I went on a walkabout like the aboriginals, they send their young men on walkabouts by themselves. Well, I didn't know I was going on a walkabout. I didn't sign up for it. <laughs> I, I had no idea, but I sent myself on a walkabout. And I can see why people will send their young men to do that. Because if I had a, this is my theory, my feeling. I don't know if it's true, but it feels true. If I had any other human with me, I would not have seen what I saw. Like I had to be by myself. I had to see things about life without words it seemingly was dropped off in deserts and forests and nature. And now that's all made up. You don't have to do that. But in my mind, I couldn't have done that with another person there because I had no one to talk to. Like it was just me and the universe and, and things happened. And again, like, so that, that post you saw, like some people reached out to me, like, I hope you're okay. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm okay. Like that was years ago. <laughs> Fine. And other people are like, that was the most gorgeous thing. You know, but I think it depends on where you're at when you read it. Cause some people were really worried about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no. All those hard times were years ago. Like I've been, there have been tough times now, but nothing like that first year, year and a half. But to me, that's life. Like we're on a roller coaster. We're going to have tough times. And yeah, in the last year, of course, I've had my ups and downs, but nothing like that first year where I kind of did hit rock bottom and slowly like life lifted me back back to being in a space where I don't, I don't know if I'll ever go that low again. And who knows, I might, but it just doesn't seem possible. So that's the small gist of that. It reminds me, it reminds me of my journey in being single. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, I've been single since I was 22. So I've had, you know, I've, I've dated and I've like had three years. It's not that long. Yeah, exactly. It's just, 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I should stop talking because it's really going to make <laughs> I'm sorry. I, remember, I just said that myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really like I could I could see that the first I remember the first nine years being very difficult, very, um, you know, I cried. I cried so much. I cried all, like, now I don't cry anymore. But the first nine years, I cried, man. And, you know, I would compare myself to other people. And, you know, I, I, there was always something, you know, that it, it always meant something about me that I was single, you know. But that, I think that that, that was my, that was my awakening. I think that the, the, the fact that I was single brought me to where I am today because I was alone all the time. You know, like I, I lived alone. Um, I, I, yes, I had my, my pets cause I've always had pets. Um, but it, it got me to be able to, to reflect and, and see things like I could see, like I would meet guys and then I would, I would, I'm going to say fall in love, but it was like, really like, I could see after the fact that it was like, it has nothing to do with this guy, Jazz. They're like, you're, you're feeling how you're feeling right now has nothing to do with him at all. It's all what you think you know, that it means that you're seeing someone. And, and at one point, I think the last guy I saw, like, I remember that I felt like I had this feeling like this guy doesn't even like me. Why the hell am I with him? Like, what, what am I doing? This guy doesn't even like me. Um, so I kind of one, one day I said, you know what? that's it. I, I'm done, you know, and I left, broke up with him and I left and I was crying. And I think that by the time, like where he lived and I was, I had to go through a bridge and by, from his place to the bridge, it was like 10 minutes. And I think for 10 minutes I cried. And by the time I reached the bridge, I was like, I had this epiphany. It was literally like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it was literally like, yeah, yeah, Jazz, like, you're crying because of what you're telling yourself that it means, you know, like, I was crying because I was telling myself, you're so pathetic, nobody's gonna love you, you're gonna be single for the rest of your life, and you're gonna be an old maid, you're gonna, they're gonna find you dead in your apartment, the, the cats will have eaten you, like, I had this whole thing, you know, kind of like the, the Bridget Jones I don't know if you've ever seen Bridget Jones, but she has this thing where she dreams that, you know, she, she falls asleep with wine and the, the dogs and cats are eating her in her apartment. So, and it's kind of like, it was funny in Bridget, Bridget Jones, but in my mind, it wasn't funny at all. But I kind of saw it in that moment. It was like a click and I was like, okay, no. And then I started looking at how everything was about me. And um, I, I started to see how I was identifying myself to things. Like I identified myself to my car. Like my car was me. You know, so my car, but when I got rid of the car, you know, the car was 17 years old. I had to get rid of it. I needed a new car. 
but yeah. I needed to have a new car exactly like that one. And it took me forever until I saw, oh my God, I associate myself to this car. Like if this car goes away, then Jasmine goes away. And I was like, and it kind of like went, huh. And I did the same thing with my house. I was attached to my house. Like I was, cause I, I, I sold the house also, but it took me forever to get rid of the house. But I started looking at it. I was identifying Jasmine to the house. That's what I find so inspiring with you. Cause you kind of like you detached from material things yeah. and you're living you're living life <laughs> you're you're not gathering things <laughs> you know yeah. and saying okay well here's my house here's my job here's my money here's my boyfriend here's my kids here's who I am and I'm not there yet like I I kind of like my stuff yeah, that's fine. I kind of like my, which is, yeah, I know it's fine, but I, I know now that I like my stuff. Yeah. Which makes a difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, I'm, it's cool that you brought this up because I don't even think about that anymore, but I can say it was, it was so hard to get rid of it all because I had a three bedroom like pretty nice house with a large garage with a on a quarter acre of land and I had my garage was a toy box you couldn't park a car in it it, it was just toys kayaks you know biking like I had several bikes I think I had three bikes and every kind of outdoors uh, outdoor equipment you could imagine was in my toy box and and then I thought of myself as a minimalist like people would come in my house and this is years ago and they'd be like, oh, I love the white walls and like, there's no clutter. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of a minimalist. Well, I thought I was a minimalist until I had to get rid of it all. And there was three waves. Like I had been, I had this idea of living on the road for many years before I actually did it, but I thought it would take me like five years. Like I thought I'd be hitting the road right about now. And so I kind of hit the road three, three years early, but I was doing things in waves. Like I'd have a big wave where I'd get rid of almost everything like except for what I needed to live. But then I realized I didn't. And then I'd do another wave. And I had three major waves where I was like, okay, I'm getting rid of everything. And then I realized I had so much stuff. And I remember that last wave where literally I had invited friends over and we had like the world's largest garage sale. And it was maybe a week or two before I left in my trailer. And like everything was for sale, like up for grabs. And I remember we we're in the middle of the garage sale and I, I would go inside and, and I'd come out with more stuff. And my friends were like, where did you find that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just looked in this closet on the top shelf. There was all this more stuff. And I just bring it outside. And, and I was so glad I had, I was so glad I had my friends there to help. One is I couldn't handle, there was such a large amount of people there going through every one of my worldly belongings, but it was so good because they didn't have attachment to anything. Mm. And people, cause your garage sales, people haggle. It's like what you do. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the ice cream maker my mom gave me, you know, on my whatever. And I'm like, I can't sell it for $1.50. And my friend's like, are you kidding me? Yes, we'll take it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they had no attachment to the memories. And that's what I realized. 
Mm. There's there's so many spaces of learning on this journey. And I learned so much before I even left the house about material things because I was so attached to so much. And I started realizing I'm not attached to the plastic or the wood or whatever it's made out of. I'm attached to the memory that comes with the vision or the touch or the feel of the thing. And like, I realized I can have that memory without it. And what's funny is I took a lot of pictures. I, when I realized that I was like, oh, I'll just take pictures of everything so I can look at it and remember. I mean, I took, I just would line stuff up in my living room and take pictures of everything. Do you know how many times I've ever looked at those pictures? Never. I don't even know where they're at. They're saved on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. But I, I, I spent hours taking pictures of everything that I wanted to, re when I was like, oh, it's just the memory. Then I went into like engineering mode. Well, if it's just the memory, I'll take a picture. I'll always have it. I've never looked at the pictures. And it was just, it was interesting. And then one more thing about the material thing. I mean, I could talk about this for hours. I'll, I'll try to keep it short. But when I put my trailer in storage in uh, October of 18, I put it in storage, I thought for maybe a couple months and I grabbed the backpack and went to Europe. And I ended up leaving my trailer in storage for seven months and never going back. Well, actually I did, I went back one time to get winter clothes because I didn't have any. But other than a one hour trip back to grab some winter clothes, I, my, trailer, my trailer stayed in storage without me for seven months and I traveled with a backpack all around the world. And I would go places. I remember being in Bosnia to a little village where like they were skinning sheep and making socks and like whittling beautiful spoons like you'd use for salad out of wood. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I would love a pair of socks and a spoon, maybe two. But I remember I was like about to buy spoons and socks. I'm thinking, I gotta carry these things around for months. Like, where am I gonna put them? My bag is already full. And I couldn't buy them. I was like, never mind. So in all my world travels, I never bought anything. And I got back and I realized I never needed any of that stuff. But if I would have had a, if I was on a two week holiday, I would have bought those spoons and those socks and lots of other things. But because I actually had nowhere to put it, I didn't. But when I got back, I realized I didn't need those spoons and those socks. Like I would never have used them or maybe I would have used them once, but I didn't actually need them. And so I learned so much. The same thing as being in my trailer, I can't buy much because I don't have places to put it. And there was a time where it was hard. I had to think, I can't buy that. I don't have places to put it, but I've gotten to the space now to not, I really don't want, I don't want it. No. And I don't want, I don't need money. It's really strange. And this has just happened in the last, this summer, in the last few months, where I've really lost, I've really lost a taste for going out to make money and needing money. Like it's, and I don't know what happened. It fell away. Mm. It was really strange. Like I called my accountant and was like, we got to do something because I'm about to make like no money. <laughs> It was funny. My accountant's like, okay. And we had to change some, you know, some amortizations and some deductions around. I'm like, really, we need to do something. Cause I'm about to literally make in the next few years. I think I'll make no money. And he's like, okay, <laughs> guess what happened? You made more money. I made money. Like literally that was, I had the conversation with him in, in October and like, I hadn't made much money because I was out in the woods and I didn't care. And I was just like, I don't even mind. Like in the, in like, I had a, a client or two come in. I like, I didn't even care. I was like, what do you, what it feels good to you? That feels great to me. And it really did. And then, it, and I had the meeting with my accountant and like a month later, out of the blue, like just clients started coming and things started happening. 
And then I'm like calling my account. I'm like, oh my God, can we reverse some of that stuff? We did? <laughs> but you know, isn't that funny? It but is I had nothing on it. Funny. I had nothing on it. Any of it. Like the people and the things that came to me, it didn't matter. I didn't need, I didn't want the money. I didn't need the money. And I had nothing on it. And it was so pure that I think that's a big part of why I made more money in the last few months than I had because I really didn't need it. I didn't want it. And it was almost like it was just handed to me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It, it was been amazing. And that's very recent. I, I believe you. I believe you. I, f- I really feel like there's um, uh, how I see it in, in my process and, and I'm hearing it in your process. There's like, there's like the more that one of the things that Michael said in the last week of Super Coach Academy is like, you know, like we're so used to being distracted by everything, you know, like we want something and then all of a sudden we're looking that way and we're looking that way and we're looking that way. And then, oh, oh yeah, I wanted this. And then, oh yeah, but wait, but about this, you know, like we kind of like, we lose the laser focus of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel that <clears throat> lately I've, I've kind of kept my focus and I'm seeing through things more because I'm like really not getting distracted by all of the other stuff that shows up in my in my space (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm really keeping my focus on this is what I want okay and I'm starting to see through things where where things used to be solid it was a an actual thing now it's kind of like oh no it's not a thing so I see a process going because I'm looking more and more through it and and I'm looking (laughs) I'm trying to look in your direction like you know when I when I texted you about this podcast I was like I'm kind of you wobbling your way because I was like (laughs) I'm coming your way now and I'm kind of like being in this space and I'm seeing that okay I'm not seeing it right now but as opposed to but if I keep looking I'm I will is kind of like where my mind goes Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as opposed to in the past where I was like, well, I'm not seeing it. So let me go look there. Oh, well, I'm not seeing it. Well, let me, look. you know, like I'd stopped looking in, in a certain direction. And I really feel that, <clears throat> that I'm, I'm starting to detach from, from what I think, you know, um, I'm starting to see see things like okay I I, I'm I like to I have I like to have a home you know like I like this home and then I'm kind of like okay I'm gonna stay here for a long time because I'm the kind of person that you know once I do something I stick to it you know like I'm you know I I sorry I'm gonna something's going on with my throat you know I had a boyfriend I was here with with him with for nine years. I had a career. I was in it for 10 years. I lived in the house. I, I had the house for 25 years, you know, like I'm a, I'm a stable girl, you know, and mm-hmm. I have that, that kind of like, I, de- I identify with that. That's like that, that thing. No, but I have to be stable, but me being stable sometimes stops me from living my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing to see you know, to be able to know me, get to know 
and, and be honest with myself. Like, cause a lot of the times, you know, I wouldn't be honest with myself, but I can't say that. No, that can't be. And I find it's very, it, it, it enriches my life. You know, there's a richness, richness to my life, even though from the outside, you know, looking towards me, they might be like, this girl does nothing. She's like, what is she? But I feel I'm such in a great place, you know? It's just, yeah, yeah. So if, if I'd ask you, did you ever dream this? What, uh, what, the way of life I'm living? Oh, yeah. You did? It was in 2015. <clears throat> I mean, I kind of dreamed it a little before, but it was in my head. It was retirement because as a firefighter, you get to retire young, mainly because you get worn out. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, and you get a really good retirement. Like it's one of the last jobs left with a, left with a nice pension. So when I, on my 52nd birthday, I could have walked away from the fire department and lived happily ever after, not a worry in the world about money the rest of my life. And so the original thing was, oh, on my 52nd birthday, I'm going to have like the RV ready to roll so that I can walk away from the fire department and just go off into the sunset and travel full time and explore the world. And um, so that was the original dream. And then there came a point where I was like, I don't know if I want to wait till I'm 52. You know, like, what if I did it now? Like, or not now, but sooner. And then um, I don't even know why I be wanted to become a coach. It do doesn't make any sense. I didn't know any coaches. I had no experience with a coach. I'd never had a coach, but something here was saying, I don't know why, but why don't you go be a life coach? And it just, I took, I took my certification um, in 2015, in early 2015. And, um, and it was just fun. It was something fun to do. And in the back of my head, there was this baby dream of traveling when I retire. And after I started coaching and um, mainly for fun, but charging very little because I had a day job, I didn't need a business. There was a point, I don't know when it was, but it was sometime in the summer of 2015, like the light bulb moment happened where I said, I really love this coaching thing. Like it is so fun. And supposedly you can make a decent living from it if you, if you really love it and love helping people. And I can see how you don't need to be anywhere specific to do this. And, and I was, how old in 2015? 30 something, I can't do math. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, five years ago. So I was 37 or 36, 36, I was 36. So I was 36 thinking 52 is like 16 years. That's like a lifetime away, you know? And like all this came together and I, and I have the little map I drew like a, a timeline and I kept it. It was, it's so cute. Cause I have this timeline from like June, I think June or July of 15. It was the summer of 15 where I drew, I drew out this timeline and the end point was um, the end of 2020. So right now, and the end of 2020 was be full-time and on the road. And this was middle of 15. 
So it was five and a half years later. And I drew this timeline with all these little, not a lot, but several little points. Like I need to have this done. I need to buy a trailer. I need to grow my business. I need to, and I had all these time, like things that needed to happen in years in order to have this, which I felt was a, an untouchable goal of leaving in my trailer by the end of 2020. And so, yeah, the dream, that that's when the dream fully was born. Like it was alive in, it, in itself, it was the summer of 15. But it looked like an impossible dream to happen by the end of 2020. Mm. But yeah, isn't that cool though? Like it is something yeah. new. And then the dream happened so much faster. It was incredible. Well, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like right now, uh, those people who are listening, you guys need to know, uh, I don't know when you're listening, but we're December 2nd right now. And so um, I've launched a free webinar called 2021, an inspired year. Oh, cool. And one of the things, the reasons why, um, well, first of all, I want, I wanted to talk to people. I, I've been doing this since I was 20. You know, so like you said, just a few years ago, uh, <laughs> I, what I love to do is at the end of the year, I kind of like how it all started was with work. Like I would, when I was working in my, that career I was for 10 years, I had mm -hmm. so much to do and I had so many ideas. So at the end of the year, what I would, I would open, you know, uh, uh, a book and I'd write down what, are, what is my, I called it my wish list for next right. year. And I'd write down, you know, everything that I wished that would happen next mm -hmm. year. Like, okay, I need to fix these clients. I would like to have this, like I would do that. Like it started with work and the, and I would never do anything with that list. I would like, I would just write it down, you know, like the month of December, I would sit there and I would just write, oh, I'd like that. Oh, what about this? What about that? Like whatever would pop up in my mind. And then the year after I'd start again. And then I'd say, wait, I didn't even do anything with that list. Why should I do it again? And then I get the list out and lo and behold, it was like, oh, this is done. This is done. This is, I was checking off things on the list just because I had created it. Right. Like just sat there and created it. So I started doing that every year. And so the, 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 I'm going to do three weeks of a free webinar where that's what we're going to do. Like what I've realized is that there's a lot of stuff that we carry with us. So I want to complete the year, like all of that thinking that we created throughout the year. Oh, well, this year sucks. So this is going to be forever. And oh my God, I couldn't do this. And I stopped and I didn't see my mother and I didn't see my friends. And you know, like all of this stays in our space. So let's clean that up. Let's forget it. Okay. And, and then in, and the last week of December, we're going to let ourselves create anything that can show up. And what I'm like, what I'm hearing and what you said, it was kind of like, okay, well you let yourself, because you could have written, okay, well um, you could have made it really complicated. Okay. Oh, by this year, I need to have a trailer. Yeah. But if I have a trailer, what, how do I got to put the money around? Okay. I, I have to invest here and I have to invest. You could have got stuck on that part. Yeah. Oh, I did. Believe me. There was plenty of parts that I got stuck on, <laughs> but they found their way out. But what you're describing actually happened. <laughs> yeah. But I, but it's, it's cool that you let yourself do it. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, like talking with people, I feel like they, they start, they kind of go into it 
And because they haven't cleared that space, like stuff that's in the space kind of shows up and then they just like, oh, well, that's there. I can't do that. Right. So let's clear it out and then let's start fresh and create something new and maybe create a timeline like yours and say, okay, well, in five years, this is where it's going to go, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's cool to give ourselves permission to dream, Yeah. And and there's something that happens. Like I'm just speaking for myself. Like I thought I could plan it out. Like I have that little timeline and it's laughable. It's so cute. Like I look at it. I haven't looked at it in probably a couple of years, but I remember when I found out my computer, like not long after I left and I was like, Oh my God, like she's so cute. I want to pinch her cheek. Like she thought this was going to work, you know? Because that little timeline that I had on, you know, eight and a half by 11 turned into, I act like I'm in a house, but I had my house at the time. And it's like, imagine the wall behind you from the door frame all the way over to the other wall past the plants was an entire plan. And it was about six or seven feet tall. Like I could barely reach the top and it had everything planned out. It was that big. It was that detailed. So that little plan turned into that but it was stifling. Mm. And thankfully I saw through it with the help of some people pointing me in a different direction. One of them is Michael, the main one, Yeah. because I ran into Michael's stuff by accident. Yeah. And slowly, but surely I stopped looking at that plan on the wall. I stopped looking at the timeline. We're talking about Michael Neal people. And it was really instrumental. Like I really didn't know Michael then. I I kind of accidentally read his book. I wasn't even into that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't even like reading books. <laughs> to be honest, I I yeah, I don't read many books. Um, but I did read that one, The Inside Out Revolution. And it took many months. I read it, something shifted, but I just didn't pay attention. And then Sometime in, ni- in 2017, I started dabbling in letting myself not know. And then during 2017 is when I stopped paying attention to the wall. And the, w- the best way I can describe it is it was as if life had a lasso, like a cowboy's lasso, and, and lassoed me like around the wrist and started dragging me down a dirt road. And I'm like, if you can imagine me running behind a horse, trying to keep up and there's dust everywhere. Like I trip and fall, I'm getting dragged. And I'm like, where are we going? Like, that's what it felt like. Like life laughed at my little plan or big plan. It was yeah. the whole wall. <laughs> but, but when I let go, like one example, I mean, I could sit again yeah. for hours and tell you crazy things that happened in that year. But one example is because I did have a plan this is the time I'm going to need to buy a truck, like 2019, buy the truck so I can pull the trailer. I'll buy the trailer six months later so I can, you know, start practicing with it. So by the end of the 2020, we'll be, I'll be ready to hit the road. So 2016, the the truck showed up via an email on a website. I saw this truck that I would have bought myself brand new. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a truck. And I was just curious, how much does this truck cost? Because the price wasn't there. Like who puts a used truck for sale with no price? 
And the guy was in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm in Florida. I mean, that's like a 24 hour drive. And I didn't want to buy his truck. I just called and said, just curious, how much is your truck? And he told me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why are you giving your truck away? It's like crazy deal. And any long story short, the truck was too good, too good to be true. And I bought a one-way ticket in 2016 to fly to Cleveland to drive the truck that I'd never seen in person back to Florida. And my truck is massive. Like you don't, no normal human would own this truck if you didn't have a farm. <laughs> and the day before I was to fly to, to, to Cleveland, I had a meltdown. Like, what am I doing? I am not supposed to leave until 2020. My map says the truck is to be bought in 2019. It is 2016. Where am I going to park this thing? What am I doing? I talked myself out of it. And thankfully I had a coach at the time. And I, I called him. I said, I just bought a ticket to Cleveland. It's the stupidest thing I've ever done. I'm supposed to leave in the morning. Like, am I nuts? And he was like, didn't, isn't the truck a crazy deal? Like too good to be true. And I got it inspected by the dealer and the dealer was like, yeah, this thing's like brand new. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what if you drove the truck back to Florida, changed your mind and then sold it and made like 10 grand? Would that be okay? And I was like, yeah, I could do that. He's like, well, go buy the stupid truck and figure that out later. You know, like there's something in you saying, go buy the truck. And now you're second guessing yourself. Like it'll probably work out fine. And worst case scenario, just put it for sale on Craigslist and like somebody else will have a good deal. So I flew to, I flew to Cleveland and bought the truck. And that was the first big thing that I did out of order. Mm. And that was the, the fall of 16. And then a tr the trailer landed in my lap in 17 and everything was landing in my lap out of order. And then suddenly big life changes happened. My house was sold in a matter of days and I have the truck and trailer in my driveway. I have a few big garage sales and I hit the road, but nothing was according to plan, nothing. And that's when I saw that you can live in the unknown and not, you can have a dream because of no reason at all. Like I did not say I want to go travel the world because of X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I just want to go travel. There was no reason. Mm. And then once you have that dream, there's something special in saying, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm just going to take one step and figure it out as I go. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. And before long, I had a, a ceremonial bonfire with the plane on the wall. And, and I've continued to live my life like that ever since, like very little planning, like letting life guide the way. I love it. So love it. that was a long babble, but hopefully it was. No, worth it, it was you. I was just about to ask you. So what did you get out of that? And you just said it. <laughs> you you yeah. said it exactly. So basically you can have a plan. So guys, you can dream. You can have a plan for your dreams. Just don't get stuck in the plan, basically. Yeah. You're going to create something out of thin air. You're going to put it on paper and then the universe will tell you whether it's going to be at the time you want it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Wow. Well, I think that I'm going to have to invite you for season two. <laughs> Just saying. Just getting you ready. <laughs> All right. Um, so if people want to reach you, how do they find you? Um, well, you can find me a fun place to find me is on Facebook. Just Google my name. There's not many of us. Um, you'll find me there, Christy Halverson. And, um, 
but write me a note say i saw you on jasmine's show because i don't accept from requests from everybody but if you let me know that you're not like some weirdo you know <laughs> wanting to send me spam that i will friend you and the other place is my website uh urevolution y-o-u-r-e-v-o-l-u-t-i-o-n.com yeah and um and then i'm on instagram as well you're doing my these, um cardi wampler groups uh, yes. I've heard so many, so many good things out of it. So do you do them every month? Do you do them every week? Like, how do you do them? I don't. Believe it or not, there's no set time frame of when I'm opening the next group. It's okay. like, I'll open a group and then once it sells out, I'll like open another one. Okay. But for right now, I took a break because of the holidays. Yeah. So, so I have one group ending, but the next one begins January 13th. Okay. And they usually begin every couple of months, but again, I, I don't really know until I get there but yeah the next one begins in january and there'll probably be one you know a couple months later okay well i am I'm, I'm probably gonna sign up to that one and uh, <laughs> i'm gonna because i've heard like so many good things out of it so many people i know take him and they're like okay no i can't do this one because i'm gonna do cardi wobbling i'm like okay well maybe i should do cardi wobbling um so it's a lot of fun yeah i'm sure it is just it like, is and we don't know what we're going to talk about. That's the fun part is the group gets to figure out along the way what we're going to explore. And it, it's a really fun group. So I would, it would be fun to have you if you want to join. Cool. So listen, I want to thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I think we've had a great conversation. Yeah, thank um, you. And uh, like I said, I'm definitely going to ask you to come in, uh, next season. And uh, I'm ending the season very shortly. I think you're going to be one of the few last episodes, but I'm going to do season two for sure. I've had too much fun with this. So awesome. everybody, if uh, you want to reach uh, Christy, I'm going to put also everything in the description so you can check it out there. Um, if you want to please subscribe to my channel and my YouTube channel, I would surely appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to end the show by telling you, please, guys, dream it, dare it, do it. Have a good day. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Thank you.